listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Power prices set to rise by 20%. The Australian share market snaps a three-day losing streak and US inflation still a problem. That's coming up. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 15th of March 2023. Later, more on electricity prices set to rise by at least around 20%. The first to the Australian share market, which snapped a three-day losing streak. The ASX 200 up by 0.9%, 7,068 points. Earlier, I spoke with Francesco Destradas from Audmanet, and I first asked him, was the sell-off relating to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank overdone? Look, I think the, the the equity markets in particular were probably a little bit overvalued, and all, all it needed was a trigger um, for for the markets to fall quite considerably. And uh, the collapse of a bank is always a good trigger. So, in in hindsight, it was probably a little bit overdone looking at today. Uh, but I still think our equity markets are a little bit overdone. Uh, so I think that probably will drift a little bit lower. But um, as long as we don't have any. Um, events from the sidelines, if you like. Um, I can't see any real sharp falls going ahead. Just on SVB, though, you know, regulators moved in quickly to contain the situation. Local authorities continue to say that our financial system is solid. But is there anything about the collapse that concerns you? Not not really when it comes to the banks. I mean, if you look at what happened over uh, in the US with Silicon Valley Bank, it, it was heavily invested in US treasuries. And when interest rates rise, the value of those things decline. Uh, so there was a bit of an imbalance in, in well, in their balance sheet, if you like. Uh, if we look at here in Australia, we're pretty well regulated across the banking sector with APRA. And they've done a good job. If you could go back to the GFC and look what happened there, our banks skated through that very easily, I think. Um, and there's a number of reasons for that. There's a lot more diversity in the way our banks hold their assets. Uh, they do lend out a lot more. Um, they don't, um, I suppose, invest it in a lot of riskier assets. Uh, they have a good hedging program. Um, and, and, and ultimately, you know, from the point of view, our, our government um, guarantees our deposits. Now, that's one of the regulatory things that have occurred in the US is that they've, they've guaranteed the depositors. Not necessarily the shareholders or creditors, but they've guaranteed depositors. So that's a little bit different from a bailout, um, but it is protecting those that are, um, I suppose, with their passive funds. When it comes to Australian companies that have deposits there, tend to be in the tech sector. From what I've seen so far, the ones that do have deposits there, it's only a small part of their overall cash balance. So I wouldn't be overly concerned. I would be concerned that they are holding funds in in a, a bank that is quite risky, if you like, because they do lend money to uh, high-risk operations in the IT space and and the biotech space. So, um, But look, from our point of view, um, our banks, I wouldn't be concerned. From the point of view of our tech stocks that have balances there, I wouldn't be overly concerned. Hopefully, the US government does back foreign depositors as well as their local ones. Okay, next thing. Uh, We've seen US consumer prices come out overnight, 6% higher year on year, although it has eased, but only slowly. What does this say about the US economy and the implication for US interest rates? 
Look, that does show indications that there's still excess demand in the US economy. And, and, and at Auburn here, we still think there's more rate rises to come in the US. Uh, not necessarily here. I think there's probably a bit of a pause here. But in the US, we, we still see rate rises. Uh, 6%, yes, it's softened a bit. Uh, but you've got to remember, you know, 6% is relatively high, particularly when they're targeting 2 to 3%. Um, and it's it's difficult for them to to understand if they, where they're at uh, without data points coming through. So I think at six percent they're still probably looking at bringing that back down a bit more. So expect some more rate rises in the US. What about locally? Has market pricing changed here for the RBA? Well, pr- pricing for a rate rise in April is around about thirty percent. Uh, so I would say that we're probably going to be on a pause at the moment. The the, the commentary from the Reserve Bank when they raise rates um, in in March has softened somewhat. So they've they've indicated that they're still on a tightening of monetary policy, but they didn't directly say that they were going to raise rates. So. There's other forms of, of tightening monetary policy. Uh, quantitative tightening is, an, uh, is one way of doing that. So I, I'd expect them to be still on the tightening phase, but maybe no rate rise uh, next month. Finally, uh, in this environment, where do you see the investment opportunities then? It's a difficult one, uh, as always. I mean, any time in, in, in the cycle, uh, it's always difficult to know where to uh, invest funds. But At this moment, I'd be slightly overweighting cash, uh, preparing myself for some opportunities. I think there's going to be some opportunities in the market over the next couple of months where some of the equities may get a bit cheaper. I'd be very underweight US equities. I think there's some more downside there. Um, On the bond side of things, I'd be still exposed more to the floating rate notes rather than uh, fixed interest. I think probably towards the back end of this year, you might want to start increasing your fixed interest exposure. Francesco Destratus there from Orbanet. Now to electricity prices where the Australian energy regulator has approved an increase of about 20% for those 600,000 customers on default offers in southeast Queensland, New South Wales and South Australia. Rainer Bosch spoke with Gavin Dufty from the St Vincent de Paul Society in Victoria for more. For the 600-odd thousand households in southeast Queensland, New South Wales and South Australia that are on the default market offer, they're looking at between a $350 and a $450 price increase. It's, uh, so it's quite significant. And how do you know if you're on a default offer? Uh, it doesn't. Um, the contract you have won't say you're on the default market offer. Um, it, it, you'll, you'll see it by the price. You're paying significantly above um, what is generally available in the market if you go onto a market contract. That's where you shop around or you call your retailer. So if you're opening up a bill and, and you're shocked by the size of it, you're probably on the default market offer. And how about everyone who's not on this pricing scheme? Is this going to impact them at all? Uh, what it does is it signals to the rest of the people that uh, energy electricity costs are going up and if they haven't already seen a price increase, they're likely to see a price increase when their contract expires um, in the near or not too distant future. So the default market offer is the most expensive in the market. So it's gone up, you know, 19 to 24%. The market offers, which are a lot cheaper, are, will likely rise at a greater rate Um, than the default offer because they're just coming from a lower base. And we've just had reporting season. We've seen how much money these companies are reining in. Is is this fair considering? So what's happening is you're seeing the, it's basically the wholesale market, coal and gas prices are driving up um, 
the the energy costs that we're all using. On on top of that, what you've got is a government, federal government did an intervention in the gas market earlier in the year that has washed through into wholesale future prices, electricity wholesale future prices. However, the way the retailers work is they buy electricity in advance. So we're still paying for the old costs before the market interventions that the government put in uh, take effect for us. So the the profits have been stripped. We just haven't seen the falling cost yet. And when do you expect people to see the cost impact? Hopefully we'll see it in the next six months. So, so the thing is, um, I'd say to anybody out there who's worried about their electricity price, Keep keep on keep looking every six months. Keep looking and shopping around. You'll start to see a curve. It'll start to come down. Um, hopefully with, within six months. So you, hopefully we won't have to put up with these high prices for too long. And finally, Gavin, what more can be done in terms of government intervention or policies or anything else in order to bring these prices down and help with the cost of living? Well, I, th- I think at the moment these prices are what they are. Um, we're really looking forward to the state and federal government energy relief package that was announced earlier in the year that will probably come out in May in the budget. We'd, we'd call on that to be appropriately targeted and adequate to, supply, to provide support for both households and small businesses to get through this you know, cost of living crisis that we're all in. Raina Bosch there speaking with Gavin Dufty from the St Vincent de Paul Society. This SBS on the Money stream is provided for informational purposes only. The content in this stream should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and it does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.